Blockchain, NFTs, AI. What does this mean for you and me? I'm Sherelle Dorsey, host of the TED Tech Podcast, where we bring you the latest innovations and biggest ideas in tech. Tech is evolving fast and it affects our lives, from the metaverse to the watches on our wrists. You'll learn why people in AI make good business partners, about our future self-driving robo-taxi, what the next generation of Siri, Alexa, Google looks like, and a lot more. Find TED Tech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Solar seems like such a simple technology, but there's actually a lot of complexity behind those elegant panels. What is the unseen data story behind rooftop solar? Wow, that is such a great question because sometimes so many people say that solar, what do you need software for? You just slap them on the roof? Well, the reality of the matter is um, it's not that simple. So what we'll do is ingest data and put it in a machine learning pipeline that allows us to basically automatically generate a 3D model and a solar installation. And none of that would be possible without having powerful data centers that basically form the backbone of the digital economy. This is Where the Internet Lives, a show about the unseen world of data centers. I'm Stephanie Wong, and I'm your guide to the people and places that make up the internet. This season, we're exploring how data centers change the world around them in surprising and transformative ways. Software is eating the world. That's what investor and engineer Mark Andreessen declared in 2011. And it did. A decade later, something similar is happening in energy. The world is installing more solar capacity each year than any other resource, far more than fossil fuels. And with the help of software and data centers, it's becoming a major pillar to the climate mitigation story. Many people believe distributed solar, enabled by digital technologies, will soon eat the world. Absolutely. And I think we can all agree that for the most part, the world is a better place for the eating that's occurred from software. And we hope that'll be the same outcome uh, magnified with solar. Samuel Adeyemo is the co-founder and board member of Aurora Solar. Aurora builds AI tools that make designing and installing solar electric systems faster, with the goal of exponentially increasing the rate of adoption. These tools pull data from multiple sources, including a Google Pilot, called Project Sunroof, which uses Google Maps imagery to analyze roof shape and local weather patterns for planning rooftop solar. There are 25 million rooftop solar installations on homes around the world. Aurora Solar has used software to design 10 million of them. You know, it's funny, we've, we spent about 10 years getting to 10 million. And based on our current projections, we think we'll get another 10 million in the next two years. So it's accelerating really quickly. Solar generates just over 3% of the world's electricity. By the middle of the century, it could grow 20-fold and make up nearly 40% of global electricity consumption. That growth is made possible by a few things. Firstly, the average price of generating electrons from solar has fallen nearly 90% in the last decade. And a large part of those cost drops are technological advancements. Technological advancements in the equipment, uh, the hardware that's used to um, convert photons from the sun into electricity that you use in your house, in your building, uh, in the utility grid. The second is business model innovation. The companies developing solar are now mature and sophisticated, and banks have stepped in to finance big and small solar because they see it as a very sound investment. If we were going back 15 years, 
For the most part, if you're a homeowner, the only way you could get solar was to actually buy it and pay cash up front. Since then, there've been a lot of financial products that have come along that enable it to spread out the payments over time that make it a lot more affordable. And the third has to do with what Aurora is doing, using data to simplify the hidden complexities behind solar installations. A big component of the cost of solar is really what we call soft costs, i.e. the cost of finding the customer, designing for them, selling to them, and doing all of that stuff manually as opposed to using uh, software to help uh, was a big impediment to the growth of the solar industry. A big part of our solution to that has to do with the computational infrastructure that surrounds that. So combining this particular push right now means that the solar industry is on pace for a decade of fast growth. I'm Danny Lewis and I'm Alex Osola. On the Wall Street Journal's Future of Everything podcast, we explore the projects reimagining the world of tomorrow, like using sound to rejuvenate coral reefs. Moving microchips beyond silicon. Silicon is no longer energy efficient and how animals are helping treat human diseases. The future of everything is happening right now. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Ten years ago, Samuel and co-founder Christopher Hopper came up with the idea for Aurora's business model in grad school at Stanford. They decided that they wanted to work on solar deployment in Kenya. And nights and weekends, we would just basically get together and draw plans for what a solar installation would look like. The problem was... Getting any sort of refinement on those plans and translating those plans to reality was somewhat challenging. The installation required sending someone to take photographs and assess a location. And then they had to ship equipment to measure energy use in order to model the system performance. It was a highly manual process. So at the end of that whole process, we loved the project that we had installed. The the customer we had found absolutely loved what solar was doing for them. But we realized that it had taken us something like nine months exacerbated by the fact that we were students and, you know, this was a part-time job. But it had taken us a really long time and we had to have people locally taking a bunch of physical measurements for us. And we thought that, you know what, in the digital age, a lot of this can be transferred over to a software application and specifically a web-based software application that you could access from anywhere. So how about the hidden data that allows you to simplify that process? The hidden data is, let's start off with actually predicting how much energy the set of solar panels will generate. Uh, You need to know the characteristics of the solar panels. You need to know the weather in the location. You need to have a 3D model of the location so you know how much sunlight and shading is hitting not only the entire array, but uh, within a solar panel on the array, where exactly that is hitting for different hours of the day. These are tremendous amount of data that we use to enable us to get really accurate forecasts of how much energy that system will produce. Uh, we're using LiDAR data, we pull in weather files, uh, and we run that through our own physics simulation engine to forecast that energy production. If you look at the financial side of a solar installation, you also need information on how much money the person or the property owner was spending on electricity before they got solar. And then you need to be able to look at how much they'll be spending after they get solar. There's also the aspect of monitoring it. After you install solar, this should be an asset that is around for the next 25 years. And over the course of the next 25 years, you want to be able to monitor its production. And combining all of that information means that there's just a tremendous amount of data that's being consumed. Harnessing all that data is a game changer for solar accessibility. 
By turning data sets into 3D models of specific locations, rooftop installations can be optimized very quickly. What that has done is taken a process that previously may have taken hours and reduced it down to less than a minute. It's one of the most exciting advancements I've seen uh, over the course of the last few years, not only in our industry, but more broadly. At the same time that Aurora was refining the software to accelerate solar, a team at Google was building something similar, a tool for analyzing rooftop solar potential using geospatial mapping data. In 2015, Project Sunroof was launched. And soon after, Samuel connected with the team. They saw what we were doing, they were excited about it, and we decided to partner up to be able to leverage this data, uh, which allows us to refine the 3D models we generate And those 3D models are extremely important for being able to calculate how much sunlight and shading there is on a given location. By having this data, it means that you can do remotely what otherwise you might have to travel to the site to do. In 2018, Google expanded these data sets and built a new tool so that cities can understand their sources of carbon emissions from transportation and buildings and prioritize emissions reductions across a wide range of buildings, including solar. At the same time, Aurora leaned into artificial intelligence in order to model solar even faster and get those next 10 million systems designed and installed. AI is making the design process more sophisticated by basically automating the process of creating a 3D model for the location and coming up with what is the best solar installation for that given location. We were recently listed as one of the top 50 AI companies in North America by Forbes. Uh, So it's something we've actually been working on for a long time, at least six years, with this specific goal again of making the process of designing and installing solar a lot easier. So we have this extraordinary time where digital infrastructure is merging with energy infrastructure. How are data centers becoming a backbone of the solar economy? We are big uh, users of cloud infrastructure. That ranges from our forecasting of how much energy uh, a system will produce, all the way to uh, helping us with training our AI models, uh, to helping us with actually build and deploy our software. So what we'll do is ingest data and put it in a machine learning pipeline that allows us to basically automatically generate a 3D model and a solar installation. And none of that would be possible without having powerful data centers that basically form the backbone of the digital economy. I remember when we moved into our first office, one of the first things that we had to do was basically go into what previously was a server room and just basically unplug it and take out all the equipment so we could make use of the space. In the old days, when you're setting up a business, you'd basically need to have an entire room dedicated to having physical machines that would just sit there and process your data and you'd have to have some who would maintain it and be an expert in that space. It's almost hard to overstate the importance of the underlying technology. Without it, we just couldn't do what we do. A solar-centric world is coming. In many parts of the world, solar and wind projects are the cheapest form of electricity. And that's why they've become the dominant source of new power plant capacity. It makes good environmental sense, economic sense, and it builds a more resilient grid. And it's why entrepreneurs like Samuel are jumping headfirst into the solar market, using those data centers to decarbonize and strengthen the energy system. The areas in which solar is applied and is important continue to expand over time. So 
essentially, climate change is what I would say is the most important, but the most urgent right now has to do with energy security, uh, energy stability in terms of pricing. I would also say that some of the things that are coming up have to do with energy resiliency. Uh, yesterday, I was reading about the fact that there was an attack on one of the substations for utility in North Carolina and 45,000 homes were left without power. We've had stories of places like Puerto Rico where they may have a hurricane that comes across and you have hundreds of thousands of people who are left without power. Essentially, having solar coupled with storage, you can add a lot more resiliency to the grid and that becomes an increasingly new and important use case for solar. Did you always believe in the potential of the technology? I did. Uh, and the reason I always believed was when we started off, solar was maybe one-ish percent of the U.S.'s and uh, broadly the world's energy mix. And I believed and I saw and I read and all of the data suggested that it was going to get to, at the time, we thought 20% of the world's energy mix. And I knew something like Aurora would need to exist for that to be true. By the way, now a lot of estimates are increasing to 30-40% of the world's energy mix. So um, it's exciting to see the estimates actually increase, which uh, I think is super, super exciting. Samuel Adeyemo is co-founder and board member of Aurora Solar. If you want to learn more about how data centers are enabling clean energy deployment, including Google's own 24-7 carbon-free energy goal, click through the links in the show notes. Where the Internet Lives is produced by Postscript Media in collaboration with Google. Our theme song came from Echo Finch. Original music from Epidemic Sounds, Blue Dot Sessions, and Echo Finch. You can subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you access your shows. And please give us a rating if you like the series. I'm Stephanie Wong. Thank you for listening.